0: joining us on the season finale season finale of we watch Just Loki
1: dropping that spoiler right there huh
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They're yeah slapping that bad boy right on the cover <laughs> <Yep>. disclaimer bitch
0: <laughs> this is uh this is a spoiler cast as it were and we spoil every episode every week when we discuss them and we are doing that today in a major way I would strongly suggest that if you are allergic to spoilers, you do not listen to this episode because we don't have a spoiler free section and we are going to talk about some very major things that went down here. Get the fuck out of Loki. Uh, So that's your warning. If you are sticking around, awesome. We're going to get right into it real quick. Make sure that you guys are subscribing, following us, liking this video. If you're listening to us on a podcast platform, leave us a rating or review, whatever you think we deserve. Listen to our main show every Mondays when it drops. We're talking about all the cool Marvel stuff, all the cool DC stuff, everything in comics, comic book characters, all that jazz. Now, I'm not one to brag, mm-hmm. but I have to say... You were wrong Two years ago, two years ago. I
2: called it. Yeah, but you just you undercut your own theory last week. You're like, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it's happening. You threw out this whole other theory. Wow. <laughs> OK,
0: so.
1: Wow. <laughs> first of all, first
0: of all, I also said it, it's it's possible. It can't happen. <laughs> WandaVision dashed my hopes. But that it can happen. And this is my theory from day one. So, Pete, you're an ape, okay? Because you jumped on my bandwagon. So you're not going to ride my wave today. You're also not going to take away these good feelings. Kang has arrived. Or has he? No. No, he hasn't.
1: It's Richard E. Grant.
0: I'm still riding the old Loki train. Yeah, It's over, dude. That's season two. <laughs> so... Jonathan Majors appeared in this episode of Loki. He is the man behind the curtain. He is the Wizard of Oz. And that is where we're going to start because obviously it's a major development. Um, and there's been a lot of conversation. So first of all, um, Loki and Sylvie are offered an opportunity to basically like, you know, join up and they'll get whatever they want out of life Forever and ever, and they turned that down. Wasn't it creepy how that little clock lady, mm. uh, like kind of it was almost like she pulled a jump scare, uh, Miss Minutes. It was almost mm. like she pulled a jump scare, and hearing her say the words she was saying and like she it was like she was it was it was creepy.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it was. <laughs>
2: I I, uh it was it was really funny the first time when she jumped on screen. I was just like is Miss Minutes the
0: real bad guy? (laughs) Like (laughs) and I had seen that theory flowing around, (laughs) and I also foolishly clicked on a Kevin Feige trending tag on Twitter.
2: Oh no that took
0: me to you know the Kevin Feige page and it there was someone had posted Oh, Kevin Feige, you, you 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 genius or whatever, and it was Miss Minutes, and I was like, okay, so I guess that is that then. <laughs> so and you so went when, into the episode yeah. like with that in your head. Yeah, that's so hilarious. when she popped up, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's that then. But then she starts talking about someone else, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's Kang now. <laughs> <laughs> so they they you know they say no, they they go through the forbidden door. And it's Jonathan Majors. I had to like lean in on my TV because I'm like, wait a second. I see a black guy. Who's that? You know, and there are th- no blacks those- on Loki.
1: Those black, those backgrounds
0: were dark. Yeah, they really Wait, were what dark. do you mean? What about R- Renslayer? <laughs> Have you heard of a joke? Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, it's Jonathan Majors. And you know we know he's playing Kang and i had said okay they're announcing Kang now alongside Loki cuz he's going to be in it and they don't want it to be spoiled by someone just taking a snapshot but so we get we get him in this and immediately you notice that he's playing this character probably the opposite of how you would expect Kang to be played Kang mm-hmm. strikes as a very like almost doctor doom level serious not quippy but very like almost operatic in his in his speech kind of character and And jonathan majors is playing like kind of like a weirdly down-to-earth goofy version of the character so we're gonna talk about all our theories and jazz but i just want to focus on that moment you see him he opens his mouth he's smiling what are you thinking how do you feel
1: i really liked it I, his performance was tremendous. Easily the best part of the episode. His I, performance, I mean, overall.
2: Yeah, I found him to be really captivating. Um, yeah. I, like, because similar to, to what you said, Sean, like I was watching the episode and um, I, I was like laying down and when the I like turned, like sat up and like leaned forward and was like, okay, here we go. And was very much like hanging on every word because... <clears throat> obviously, knowing what we know about, you know, him, the actor, we know that this is Kang and it's going somewhere. But, like, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, are there clues? Like, are, I'm trying to, di- like, think of everything that he's saying and try to think of the different ways you could interpret it. Um, and I immediately got jazzed about it because, you know, he talks about these other versions of him and this this ultimate war and, and yada, yada, yada. Right. And, like, obviously, we know that there are... Um, different versions of Kang who either at some point in their, you know, their timeline are, are good guys. Right. So like having this be the first time that we meet, you know, what is ostensibly going to be the next big bad was like, I thought really cool. Cause it sets this level of expectation. And I feel like the first time that we actually meet him, it's going to feel like so crazy, like almost like a whiplash, you know? Cause especially if you don't know all that stuff, this is your only interpretation of that character until the next time you see him.
0: Yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of people talking about how this was not well acted, uh, that, you know, the Jonathan Majors did not do a good job. Um, and I, I completely disagree. I that think people mean. are misunderstanding what they saw. So here's the first thing that we have to talk about. That wasn't Kang. I believe that was Mortis. Mm-hmm. Because, um, Immortus is the oldest, right? Uh, mm. Eventually, kings do become him. He's That's
1: right. Sorry, he ahead. does say uh, he's the he was the first.
0: Right, and he talks about how I'm very old. Yeah, um, I'm older than I look, et cetera, et cetera. And he is benevolent at this point. He's he's been there, done that, and he's also a little nuts because he's been there, done that. You know, he's been fighting this multiversal war and has to keep the timelines together. I can only imagine I went a little nuts looking at the world and that opening sequence that they did, um, which was actually pretty cool. I love how Marvel plays with that every now and then, uh, mm. their, their opening bit. Yeah, uh, that was that was awesome. But this is not. Kang. this is not kang the conqueror who you know will eventually be the super serious menacing villain in avengers 5 this is immortus the old man and i think you have to view it from that perspective
2: it's kind of weird to me that so many people missed that i mean i guess like if you know anything about Kang like at all like it's easy like we're playing with a little with a few more cards in our hand than than some people but like this entire show was about alternate versions of people and how they're all different and how they can all be extremely different you know what I mean so it's like that feels like such a yeah you're really missing you're missing that you're missing that takeaway
0: all right yeah I think if there are a lot of people who you know, they they learn about these characters through their friends or mm-hmm. through you know Wikipedia or screen rant article or whatever who don't know the intricacies, so it doesn't surprise me. I'd be surprised by a person who is a you know a regular Marvel comics reader missing that. Mm. Um, but yeah, the average person I'm not surprised by at all. Um, I really enjoyed though the way that they had him explain everything that you know is his past because it was a visual thing they they came Mm. up with a with a visual um story a way to tell that story but then it was also something that you know if you think about it uh this guy is loki like loki's story throughout this tv show in a lot of ways is reminiscent of Kang's, in the sense that there are all these different versions of Loki. They all want to be a conqueror. This version of Loki in the end says, you know what? I don't want to rule. That's not for me. And I feel like Kang is trying to ultimately, well, I should say Immortus, is trying to ultimately save and protect the world from the inevitable bad outcome, the same way that Loki kind of wants to here at the end. It's Sylvie that doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Or at least is putting her need for vengeance above the greater good. Yeah. Glorious purpose that she doesn't have.
2: Yeah. She had an inglorious purpose. Um, Bad joke. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of Sylvie, um, I was really, really pleased by the choice to not um to kill that character. I was definitely, you know, I know we had been kind of throwing that around a lot that that was kind of where it seemed like things would, would probably end up Um, that it was unlikely that they would both walk away. Um, But the fact that they're both walking away, just, you know, um, in different directions a little bit is something that I, I I guess I wasn't quite anticipating. Um, And I, I like that both of those characters are left on the board.
0: Yeah. I think uh, with, with the promise of a season two, there's no way you kill that character. Yeah. Um, going into it, of course, we, we we just assumed, at least I assumed, that this would probably be a one-season show similar to the last two. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this one has the most legs to move forward. But at the same time, if they destroyed the TVA, then I'd be saying the opposite. So right. they know they have a season two, so they're they're working towards it. Um, yeah, I think it's great that Sylvie stuck around. I think there's a lot more left to do with that character and with her relationship to Loki. Um, and so this is connected, but it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing. Um, people got to recognize, and this is something that, again, I've seen a lot of people on the internet kind of raging. The same way that Thanos was introduced in basically phase one, with Avengers, Avengers being the yeah. last phase one movie, and then wasn't defeated until the end of phase three. Mm. Kang's gonna be around for a while. Right. So don't get caught up in the fact that he's here now and the villain in Quantumania, because they've already told us this this is there are a lot of him. So even mm. if he's he's they just killed him, we just saw him die and then we could see another version die in quantum mania kang the conqueror the ultimate villain he's not going to probably even appear this phase no i i think
2: you're totally right i i you know we've talked about how um phase 4 is definitely kind of like it feels like a rebuilding period you know for the franchise um sounds like i'm talking about a fucking sports team um i mm-hmm. mean <laughs> you know what i mean though it kind of is like that cuz like a Might lot of well the be. The aging stars are gone. You Got to rebuild around some of the new blood. And, like, that's kind of where we're at. Like, we need to establish, you know, um, who the new leads are, but we need to figure out who the new villains are, too. And, like, what's cool about Kang and and I think, like, what this series laid the groundwork for, right, is that, like, to your point, he could be the villain in every movie for the next phase. And it could be a different version of him every time. And it wouldn't make a difference, you know, like, it wouldn't make a difference.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And so the reason I say that is because a Loki season two uh, can expand on that story. And, Mm. you know, because the way the episode ends, it looks like now the TVA is being run by a different Kang, who at least dresses like Kang the Conqueror.
1: And is more Um, upfront about
0: ruling it. Exactly. There's a statue of him. Yeah. so you know there's a lot left to play with uh for for this show
2: yeah i mean that i mean aside the fact that like this episode was crazy for the fact that it is the first you know kind of whiff of what's to come it did you know break our expectations in terms of the fact that you know these shows can be as many seasons as they need or want to be as many episodes as they need or want to be that's all cool um but it's also that like I feel like it kind of really blew the lid off things in terms of, like, really opening up the multiverse, right? Because, like, where Loki's story goes from here is, like, you know, I mean, he's in a totally other scenario, right? Like, yeah. that, like, has a literally endless number of possibilities, you know? Um, you know, we've talked about the the rumors about, like, um, you know, something like... Like, I remember we talked about how there was that rumor about... Um, About Chris Evans coming back at some point to reprise his role of Captain America right and it's like you start to think about it and you're like oh I wonder if maybe something like this is where we might see some of those kinds of characters you know get brought back or reintroduced or you know re-explored in a different way you know you talked about um, you know like like how uh, there was that thing with Thunderbolt Ross and, like, the clue that, like, his heart was going bum, and, like, you could see how that could lead to him becoming Red Hulk. I was thinking about how it's, like, shit, I mean, you could even, like, start pulling characters in in that way, you know? Like, having, like, alternate versions of them come back that have, you know, maybe different personalities or different skill sets or, I don't know, like, could really go in any direction from here, and that's pretty exciting.
0: Sure. Uh, And I think that, again... This episode definitely deserves praise for the fact that it sets those things up through uh slash Kang's dialogue. Um, and it really got it really got my mind working. Like this episode was probably the most exciting thing that uh has been done in the MCU since Endgame. Um Yeah. To me, this one episode got me more on fire than anything that happened in Far From Home. Um, granted, those those properties had different responsibilities. Um, But let's focus, you know, on, on the episode a little bit more because there's also the other side, right? There's, there's the TVA side and, and the, you know, Mobius uh, Ravona conversation that I also really liked, but I was confused by something. So when they go to the school and we see her as a principal there, what's the takeaway supposed to be?
2: That was, I, I I took that as that was um is it is it B fifteen? Yeah. The agent who's on our side. Yeah. Uh, that I I took that as the way that she was baiting all of them into realizing that they were um
1: variants.
0: But but why would that be an indicator of that?
2: Because, like, he immediately identified that it was Renslayer. And when she's like, oh, but it's not her, like, let, let me explain this to you, you know? That was just kind of, that was how I took it.
0: Oh, because they're created, right? Because they are, mm-hmm. in their minds, they're created, but yeah. in, real, in in reality, they're variants. So when he sees her and knows that she's not Renslayer, that means that she has existed before in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Got it. And cool. you could like look around and see pictures and
2: everything, right? She's got a whole fucking life here, you know? Um, that was
0: well done. I, I, I don't want to discredit, I don't want to say that it's the show's fault that I didn't get that, but for whatever reason, I didn't get that.
1: I also got the vibe that our Renslayer, the one we've been following, that's the head of the TVA, wasn't who she said she was.
0: I had that thought in the last episode, but this one, I didn't really feel that way. Mm -hmm. Because when she has the upper hand, she chooses to still let Mobius live off the strength of their relationship. So I feel like she is authentically who, you know, who she is. Mm. What, what, what in this episode gave you the indication that that wasn't the case?
1: I, I think it was that moment specifically,
0: um, the,
1: um, the the variant moment that, that we oh. were just talking about. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a way it cuts to Mobius and her or, I don't know, I just got that vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed that see- sequence. Um, I think that uh, Owen Wilson... Oh, go ahead, Gil. I know
1: what it was. It was yeah. that um, at some point while the Lokis were talking to Kang, I had the thought that Ravenna might be an evil version of him. And she says, I'm going to hunt down whatever free will yeah Mm. and so i thought what if she's what if she's the evil one and she's found him Hmm. and then and then i think right after that is when he feels the tremor and things start changing or whatever
2: i'm not sure on the timing of that but i think you might be right there yeah
0: that's an interesting theory. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, The same way we saw, you know, a woman variant of, um, of Loki. Mm. The only thing that I think throws a monkey wrench in that is what, what Pete laid out. Yeah. 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 Um, Also just from a a logistic standpoint, I, I'm not sure how many other versions of Kang that are physically different from Jonathan Majors they want there to be um, since he is the, you know, the star. Um, yeah.
2: I feel Especially like, now. Yeah. I think if they were going to do that, like, cause they might do that in the future, but I feel like they'd probably want to make that clear, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. Like, especially like this episode, it would have been a lot more clear that he's mortis had they, had they used an old man, right? Yeah. Right. But they chose not to because they want to rock Jonathan Majors. Um, but, yeah, I thought that um, Owen Wilson's acting was really good in this one. Uh, I've seen him get a little bit of flack, but I enjoyed him. Uh, I really
2: liked him in the series. I, I I generally am, you know, okay with Owen Wilson. Like, I've always, I've never really had a problem with the guy, but I found him to be really likable in the series. I thought he was, like, a, a good um, – I guess not really that you need a comic relief character. It's not like there's a lack of comedy,
0: but – he was and a kid. Yeah, he was a really good comedic foil to Loki. And they and he kind of was the only character to really have any kind of funny moments throughout this throughout this episode. Uh, you know, he he tries to attack Ravona and he just gets, you know, tossed. Um <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Um also weirdly though, kind of making me think maybe Kale's right because that was a I don't know if that was more to showcase how powerful she is or how bumbling he is, you know, um, mm. it could go either way, I guess, but
1: a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. He got completely handled. Um, <laughs> but I like that. She left him alive.
2: Yeah, me too. Um, I I like that character and I, I would have been disappointed if he was taken off the board as well. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of there's still a lot for him to do, I think yeah exactly and i like there being characters in the mcu that are not physical that are actors you know like the fact that like he um is important and like can actually impact change but isn't like somebody who's physically strong or whatever is like cool that's different you know
0: yeah i think i think the the more like down-to-earth characters like darcy and all those other people are as necessary as the heroes because it would be just be ridiculous if everybody was a hero and you know we know that from the book. The only people
2: that are important have superpowers period right.
0: <laughs> um yeah that would be terrible so the <laughs> kang portion of this episode took up most of it hmm. did that bother you guys at all nope not at all
2: uh i i don't know like i've said before i don't mind when things slow down i don't mind talky stuff if it's good and interesting and like i said i liked his performance and i was interested in what he had to say um because like to me this is what we've been building towards this we've been waiting for this was where we got to sit down and get all the answers you know Mm. um and it was like just i'm gonna sit here and tell you what's going on but like i think for this and when you do have to like you know kind of um I don't want to say dumb down, parse down, parse down these like very high concept ideas of like, there are millions versions of me and we, we had a big war and like that like is something that you need to like slow down and break down and explain to people, you know, that don't get it. Um, so like that was part of what it had to achieve.
1: And I think that's okay.
0: What about you kill?
1: I don't know. Um, I sort of feel like as a finale, it was a bit um, lackluster. I, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, Pete, and I don't wholly disagree. Um, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't strike me with the, the finale notes, you know? we get the the one big change at the end. That's about it, really.
2: I think I'd agree with you if there wasn't a second season. Like, I I was thinking, wow, this is like, this is what we're doing for the finale, and then you get to the end, and there's those, like, three or four big moments, and then it's like, okay,
1: to be continued. I mean, but isn't that... Isn't that, I, I don't know, I don't... I don't I don't say this with implications necessarily. Isn't that kind of lazy?
2: I mean I don't just, think so. just
1: slapping those three or four things right at the end to get people into the, the next season?
2: I don't I don't think so. Because I think it comes back to the same uh I don't want to even say problem, but I guess like uh friction that you expressed about uh episode five, right? Where you were like I, it's not that I didn't like this episode but it was it felt like this is the kind of episode I would normally have liked earlier in the season right that was that was the criticism you had lobbed at that um and I, I feel like it it's when, a I'm sorry hate it when people remember
1: things I say. Yep. it's not fair
2: um, I I think it's a similar thing here where there's no other time for you to reveal those things, right like you can't you can't uh, do the kang reveal you can't uh explain that there's going to be a season two you can't drop that loki's in another timeline until the end of the episode because that's naturally where all those things have come to a head you know mm-hmm. um you can make an argument that like it was you know not satisfying or or like that you felt like you know it didn't it didn't build to a uh you know a, a big enough moment i guess at the end of that season but i think for me like when you with the MCU being so much about what comes next and what the implications of one thing are for what happens next. um, I don't know. I feel like all of those pieces, like, finally coming to be clear and, like, understanding, like, the, the general direction where we're going from here with those three big things, I feel like, to me, was at least a strong ending. And, like, I don't know. Like, I... I'm comparing this in my mind to the way that, like, WandaVision ended, where, like, it was very, very kind of slow and quiet, and then we had the big, you know, blowout last episode, and to me, that episode wasn't as exciting as the ones that preceded it, you know? It felt like, okay, it's the end, so we need to have a big fight, you know? Um, And I I thought it was kind of cool that they foregoed, you know, that here and were able to do something a little bit different
0: yeah i i don't know i'm a little torn because i enjoyed every scene i i thought this episode was was dripping with excitement um and implication and all that other good stuff i guess for me i don't know if it functions as a finale to this show Mm. i think it functions great as an intro to kang and furthering the, you know, the some of the stuff that the show has put down, but as a finale to um, what the show appears to have been trying to do with Loki, I don't know that it succeeds at that as effectively as it could have if it didn't have to establish Kang. like if the if yeah. the villain at the end was a variant of Loki instead, then there would have been the ability to resolve and close the loop on the where Loki is emotionally and stuff like that. Um, more in a more satisfying way, but maybe that's not their intention with this season. So I don't know, but I do feel like Kang became the focus in a show about Loki. And I said last week, if they do this, that it's Loki's going to take a backseat mm-hmm. and that traditionally, you're not going to do that on a show. That's about something specific. They chose to go down that road. And I think it worked, but if you're a huge fan of the show um, and you're here for Loki I could see being dissatisfied.
2: Hmm. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it it speaks to, I guess, like a broader, you know, um, just necessity of the MCU, right? That like everything has to be its own thing, but also a piece of a bigger puzzle. Um, And in this episode, I think that bigger puzzle won out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, rather than the individual character development or anything that, you know, this series has mostly been focused on.
1: Yeah, this fucker's been in how many movies and he's getting another season? Uh, He'll be fine. Fine. People love him.
0: no, absolutely.
1: Uh, Yeah, Um, and I guess that's the thing, right,
2: is to to your point, Sean, if this was the last episode and we weren't going to get a season two, you probably want to do that, like, check-in, like, point. But if you are just like, hey, like, no, like, we're only halfway through this fucking thing or maybe less, right? Like, you maybe want to save that, you know, big emotional you know, um, grounding moment for that character for that season, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I definitely, like I said, I can understand someone not feeling satisfied if they're here for long, especially like Kang means a lot to me. Right. But Mm -hmm. to a person who doesn't even know who that is, it's kind of like, okay, what is this now? You know, it's, it's a little bit random. Sure. Um, I don't know if we live in that world anymore. I think we do, but, uh, you know, be that as it may. um, Sylvie's choice to, you know, basically send Loki through one of those portals and kill Kang. um, I guess I wasn't surprised by it, but I thought it was good that she made that decision. Like it was appropriate. Because she had to... In order in order for her to be a compelling character in her own right, she cannot just be a variant of Loki. Yeah. She has mm-hmm. to be her own person. And I think that if this episode did anything right for the characters not Nin Kang, it was that. It was making Sylvie make a big decision that sets her on a different course. Um, mm-hmm. And I really love that.
2: Yeah, because I think you're right, because it, it not only solidifies her character it reaffirms the growth that the loki character has gone through right that he's not that person anymore that he doesn't want the throne he wouldn't make that call he was ready to make the sacrifice play you know um at least at some capacity right um yeah i thought that was really smart and like it you know uh, we talked all about it on the the main show last week uh great main topic about representation and kind of like just the overall maturity level of the characters in the MCU and everything. There isn't really a world where we're actually going to explore their relationship. So I feel like this was the best way for them to like give you a little bit more of it, but not commit to a world where they actually have to start solving how that works and what that actually fucking looks like and whatever. Right. Instead they can break things off enough that they still have tension, there's still sore tender feelings there or whatever that can be leveraged later on for, you know, um for story juice, but you've I think kind of set expectations now in terms of probably what the peak of this is as well. Um so that, you know, I mean people are always going to blow it out of proportion and have their fandom or whatever, but like I think I think it it to me it it did right by both of those characters and like gave a satisfying enough conclusion to kind of the question of will they won't they, you know.
0: Yeah. Um and then and then yeah, it kind of just ends with Loki in a different time. He's in a different TVA and probably the most heartbreaking moment of the episode is he runs up to Mobius and he's like, "Man, all this stuff's crazy. There's this guy, he runs everything, whatever." And Mobius is just like, "Who are you?" <laughs> Like, what are you talking
1: about A thousand Tumbler shippers died Yep. <laughs> the
2: jedi are gonna feel this one wow. <laughs> yeah i uh that was crazy you know like i i was already you know um kind of reeling from like wow 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 these big moments and then it's like oh jesus because mm-hmm. obviously the end goal is going to be for him to get back to his own time and figure things out or whatever i would imagine but like there's some really exciting implications there you know I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can kind of do with that you know like how do you leverage that opportunity to do new things and tell new stories in in the space right and subvert our expectations a little bit um and i think the fact that this show and like where it ends is going right into what if is really well timed um Uh, It's cool to think that, like, oh, right, like, let's go explore some of these splintering, you know, events now.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like a show about variants, basically.
2: Yeah, and that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. And now, you know, like, all that stuff's on the table.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: At least until Doctor Strange. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or I don't know. I was gonna say or, but there's like three other movies that like or or shows or whatever where it's like, eh, this might just be what we're doing for a while, you know?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's at least a part of what we're doing because we know that Spider Man, No Way Home, Doctor Strange, and um Mania will deal with these things in some capacity. Not to Speaking... mention whatever happens from here, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just meant in the immediate future. Uh, Speaking of quantum mania, we never got an answer as to where the TVA is. We don't, there was a major rumor that it was going to be in the quantum realm and that never actually got answered here. So I really wonder if that's something that they're leaving. Like, I kind of wonder if that's something that will be dealt with in quantum mania itself
2: that makes a lot of sense. Like when you think about the fact that he is supposed to be, you know, featured in that film, like the pieces fit, you know, like it could be a different explanation. It could be just, you know, um, because the quantum realm interacts with time, like that's the inroad there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's just as likely that there is connective tissue between those two things. Why would these be the two properties that, would explore it first otherwise, you know? There's got to be some fire there with that smoke.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's it's very interesting. The show left us with a lot to think about. Um, I'm so, so excited for the future of the MCU. I've been, forget about my prediction, just in terms of wanting Kang. I've been wanting Kang for a really, really long time. I think that he is an amazing Avengers villain. Um, And I've always thought of him and Ultron as the Avengers villains more than Thanos. He's like a, he's like a dark side type guy, like over top of all that. Um, Whereas I think when you talk about Avengers villain, you're really talking about Kang and, and Ultron. So Ultron didn't get his due as a multi-film villain. It looks like Kang will be, I'm so excited for the future. I think that we could do, you know, main topics, on where this can go and what this means for the rest of the MCU uh just off what happened in this one episode. So um this is exciting. This is like the reason why I love comics and you know movies and TV shows about them because you can do shit like this. You know, you can have the finale of a show be like, "Yo, you didn't watch that?" Oh, my God, man, you're missing out. This is insane. They introduced the next big bad in an hour long TV show. So clearly I'm alive. Little, yeah, exactly. If you're a fan of comics, like, man, it's this is the best ever. Um, and I really hope that they have this still when I have kids so that, you know, they can get in excited about it and get into it. And we can do this together. This is just this is beautiful.
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining you, you just be like, all right, son. Time to watch 45 years of movies so that you can catch up for Spider-Man, what, 35? I don't know, whatever number we're on now.
0: <laughs> I'm probably not going to be sitting with my son at, at 45 years from now to watch you... Marvel movies. But Wait, well, I don't know. They've oh, only been my... around for 10. I'm going to have a kid soon. Shit. My... Oh.
2: Oh. Okay, well, then we time for Spider-Man Bandos. 4. Never
0: mind. We'll have plenty of movies. <laughs> I don't mean soon. I mean, like, you know, a few years, 45 years. Jesus. You think I'm going to live for 45 more years? You got another thing coming. Sean's right?
2: having his first kid at 70 years old, everybody. Congratulations. <laughs> if
0: Hugh Hefner can do it, that's all I'm saying. I actually don't think he did that. But anyway, uh the point is that this is awesome. It's super exciting. Can't wait to see where else this goes. Before we close out, real quick, how do you feel about the season overall?
2: I really enjoyed it. Um I, I thought Loki was a breath of fresh air. Um it was a lot different than I expected it to be. Um in in all the right ways. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't have anticipated it to feel more like a you know, a mix between, like, Doctor Who and a fucking, like, cop procedural, but that's kind of the flavor it came with, and I think similar to the fact that, like, um, the way that I responded to WandaVision being something that felt really fresh, um, I think that's why I liked it as much as I did, you know? Um, Aside from the fact that I think it it had a lot of really, really cool implications for the broader MCU, you know? Um, I think the thing that's most exciting about Phase 4 moving into Phase 5 is that like we've already done end game right like the culture is already up on you know multiverse and you know the fabric of reality and all these very insane high concept comic booky things that it really feels like the gloves are off at this point you know there's nowhere we can't go um, that people will be able to fucking you know hang with um, so it's super exciting to me to think that like the 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 peaks that we've already reached right are like the 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 least crazy things that we could see you know if we go for the same amount of time the the end point of this era will be like so insane inside baseball comic book shit and i'm super excited to see that um brought to the masses and you know like just seeing people go further and further down this
1: rabbit hole
0: with us (laughs) yeah absolutely
1: how about you, Kim? Uh, overall, I think I do like this series. I think it it works really hard, especially in the first episode, to justify its existence, and I think it pulls it <laughs> off I, really well. Um, the performances are are mostly great. Somebody could teach these actors how to do some, you know, green screen work, but. Um, I think um, you know the addition of Jonathan Majors and and this new wrench in the chemistry between the actors is tremendous. I think he um, he really added something cool. Um, and listen, three out of six ain't bad for you know good episodes to bad. So
0: especially for you.
1: I mean, what else? And what else can you ask for?
0: I'm pretty much with you. I, I think I liked half the episodes uh, a lot. Mm. Um, well maybe a little more than that, because I also thought I thought four and five were, were pretty solid. Uh, and six and one. Um, so I, I guess I liked it more than I didn't. Um and it's weird because I know that I'm not gonna look back on this show, you know, as fondly as as the other two. I'll, no, that's not true. I would say Falcon Winter Soldier, this, and then WandaVision. Um, Purely because of the back half of WandaVision and how disrespectful Mm -hmm. I thought it was. But... um, Oh,
1: you went one, two, three. Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. Oh, okay. I thought you went the
0: other way. I see, I see. No, 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 no. You know how I feel about WandaVision, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I feel the opposite. (laughs) Well, yeah, but... We all understand where your bias is on Falcon, Winter Soldier,
2: Um, (laughs) A dirty leftist. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, I I think that there was there was a lot of great acting. I love that the show wasn't afraid to get a little crazy as far as, you know, the out there concepts, um, you know, helping to bring an understanding to the timeline stuff that a lot of other properties struggle with. Um, I don't know anybody who's like confused about this stuff. I think between this and Endgame, they've done an amazing job. That's a good point. Uh, and I think that, you know, if all we got out of this show was Kang, I'd be happy, but we got Sylvie. We got old Loki. We got alligator Loki. We got Throg. We got, Owen Wilson, like, and on and on. And we get, we're getting a season two. So the show did a lot of things that I like, (laughs) maybe more than I like the show. And yeah, I'm excited to see what season two brings to the table, despite the fact that I'm not in love with it overall. Um, But good stuff. Hats off to everybody that was involved. And uh, this has been a pleasure. I can't wait. What if I could do without, but I can't wait until the next uh major show i guess it'd be hawkeye so you know we'll definitely be around for both of those and all the rest of them here on uh we watch this is of course we watch loki it's been a pleasure thank you guys for listening if you are happy with us go uh hit the follow subscribe buttons Leave us a rating, a review. You can write in, drop a a comment in the comments, or hit us up at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Listen to our main show, which drops every Monday. We're probably going to be talking more about some of this stuff over there on our show, so you're going to want to listen to that um, so that we can have more in-depth conversations about certain bits of this with more of the Comics Pals. Thank you for listening. Until next, we watch, we're the Comics Pals signing off. Take care, guys.
1: Catch you on the multiverse. Hey y'all, this is Miss Minutes. This episode was brought to you by Protagonist Heavy Breathing. Protagonist Heavy Breathing, you'll hear it in every spot. <sighs>